0: Hockey's roots in this country run deep. We're loyal to the game and everything about it. There's no football cards at the local Tim Hortons, and if you're not a Canadian, you don't even know what that means. I want to take a look at what makes hockey so special in this country, specifically minor hockey. This is Renegades Rinkside, the evolving story of a minor hockey team. It's players, coaches, and families making one more run for the championship. Find out how they do and who they become in this exciting journey. This is the Minor Hockey Podcast that shines a light on the heart of a local team, the U18 AA New Market Renegades. Each week, we bring you the game recap, interviews with players, coaches, and families, and a special feature or two. This one's my favorite. It's called The Spirit of Minor Hockey. And in this week's episode, let's talk about what it is that every minor hockey parent goes through that the rest of the world just doesn't get. Now, if you played hockey when you were younger, you probably knew early on that you were going to put your kid in hockey someday. But me, I didn't play hockey. So when the time came to think about me putting my son, Matt, into hockey, the answer was no, uh no way, not me, not that life, I don't want it. But louder voices prevailed, and so there it was, my son on his first minor hockey team. He couldn't skate until all of a sudden he could. And all of a sudden, he got better real fast, and he got more confident. And he had more fun. So then we signed him up for another year. Before you know it, we were drinking crappy coffee on the second floor of the national training rinks on Stellar Drive here in Newmarket. With all the other parents that we still call friends today. Every parent listening knows the feeling of taking your son or daughter out to the car to open up the results of their first rep tryout. And many of you know what it feels like when that's a rejection. To watch a little kid's heartbreak right in the backseat of your car only to see them come back more determined next year. And the pride that they feel when they get their first official helmet, their first official jersey, the equipment bags, the jackets. And so we get used to this thing that only we in Canada do. You couldn't do this in California because there's just no snow. The bundling up behind the wheel at 6.30am for a 7.30 game. Driving to the rink not fully sure if it's colder inside the building or outside. In the early days, you'd stand right up against the glass. Because at that age, nothing's going to hit the glass hard enough to make you not want to stand in front of the glass. And you travel to all kinds of weird places where you didn't know where the local restaurant was or where to get a good coffee if you could. There's the smell of the musty wooden beams at the Pickering College Rink, which might as well have no doors, or no walls for that matter, for the temperature inside. The now departed Hollingsworth Arena, with spectator seats made for four-year-olds, there's a discussion about which arena has the best fries. Apparently it's the one in Alliston. I'm going to test that out tonight. The out of order vending machines. The washrooms that in some buildings can only be described as war torn. There's the seedy gossip between the parents, usually about the coaches. And then there's the high school dance like protocol. The dads stand at the back, hovering over the stands around center ice, and the moms sit in the stands together and usually make the most noise when one of their kids has been knocked over. Sometimes the dads will go outside and have a beer. By somebody's pickup truck. How do we know to do this? How come it's the same wherever you go across this country? It's like an unspoken language. There's a secret code. And if you don't know it, someone will invite you in, make you feel at home, offer you a beer, and tell you who has the best fries. And we're so proud of our kids when they do well. And we're so hurt for them when they don't. The drives home are a tradition all their own. Every parent shares with the other parents. latest trick, the latest tip, the best place to get your skate sharpened, and has anyone got one of those little hooky thingies that attach a goalie's pads to his skates. Oh, and then there's the tournaments. Yeah, don't forget the tournaments. Minor hockey tournaments are so legendary that you now have to sign a waiver before you check into a hotel with more than two people in your party. The waiver that says that you promise not to play hockey in the hallways with mini fiberglass hatchets. We've all been in life now for a decade or more. This is all usual to us. But what occurs to me is if you ever talk to someone who's not in the life, they just don't have what we have. They don't have the friendship. They never get to meet these fascinating people from all walks of life. They never get to see their kids challenged. They never get to see their kids celebrate a victory on the ice. But we do it like a ritual every weekend. It's a part of who we are now. You carve out this time in your schedule to support your kid, to involve them in this life. To make them part of this family that they couldn't get anywhere else. To build relationships that they'll probably hang on to for a lifetime. And to create memories that none of us will ever forget. Well, were you at the Ray 20 Arena this past Friday to watch the Renegades play Stouffville? If you weren't there, you missed something special. This was a tight game. And it wasn't always pretty. We ended up with a 2-2 tie. After the game, I caught up with goalie Matt Williams who turned in a phenomenal performance keeping Stouffville down to two thanks to the help of an awesome defense. I asked him how he explained his acrobatic performance during the game. Here's what he had to say. Had a lot of caffeine before the game. Honestly, I don't know. Here's what he told me about whether or not he felt any pressure.
1: Need a breather between periods for sure, but just kind of wanted it, you know? Just put everything I could in.
0: Speaking of the defense, I caught up with Number Ten Cole Baldwin and what he thought allowed the team to hold Stoville to a tie.
1: Uh, I think this team was really hard on the forecheck. Uh, they obviously outshot us by about twenty shots, so I think they were really honest. The gap control at times was a little far back, but I think overall was it was a tough game. The team, both teams were battling hard, but I think we had some mishaps throughout the game, so we just got to clean those up. Maddie played unbelievable tonight. I've never seen those few saves in a row like that. I was just, I was ecstatic for that but uh you know overall i think our defensive play was all right we had struggled at times to get out of our zone but uh we got it out when we needed to um you know we got lucky with a few goals got called off but other than that kind of just played our game uh we gotta improve that as well though from the next game
0: coming up number 73 damian clyde who scored the first goal of the game i asked him how and where he saw the opportunity and what he did to capitalize
1: um will spencer amazing uh entry zone entry in Went around the net, drew three, four uh, forwards in, and he just fed me. And I just ripped it.
0: And finally, I asked him what coach had to say between the second and third periods to try to get the boys motivated to get just one more goal in before the end of the game.
1: Hey, it's a 1-1 game going into the third period. That's, That's what everybody's asking for in the building. And you can still have first or second off period, but the third period, you can just climb back and push through
0: it. Number 89 Nathan Woolridge captured the second goal of the game, so I asked him what he thought of the game overall and that tough Stouffville team.:
1: Well, I didn't think we played a great game in general. I thought we were pretty soft on battles. We got out battled pretty heavy throughout the first and second and third period. Passes weren't on the tape, and I don't know, we're lucky we're lucky that we got a point out of it, lucky that we got a tie.
0: I wanted to know if he had any opinions about why the team didn't seem to be gelling, especially in the area of passing and coordinating to move up the ice. Here's what he had to say.
1: I know our centers, our centers were pretty tired out there. They were running two, so they were going every other shift. And the lines kept getting juggled out there. So building chemistry is kind of hard, especially during a game like that, where it's super physical.
0: We took a couple of strange penalties in this one. Here's what Nathan had to say about our ability to minimize the time and the damage that penalties cost us.
1: I thought a couple of the penalties were a little questionable. The net guard penalty definitely is the first time I've ever seen that called especially the delay a game when Matty covers the puck with five guys around him and gets called for delay a game so I think that's a little questionable too but other than that I think penalties were both sided.
0: Right after the team debrief I got hold of coach Kilb. I asked him what he thought about the boys performance and what we could have done to tip the game in our favor.
2: Well we got a point we made it off with a point positive but uh they're a good team. They're a real good team. Uh, I don't. I don't think we were at our best tonight. I'd like. I'd like to play them when we're at our best. We were fortunate uh, to get the goaltending we got tonight. Maddie was phenomenal. Um, yeah, I haven't seen a goaltending performance like that in a long time. That that was able to steal us a point. So again, I think we're still trying to. Trying to get the squad to gel, but we were down a, we were down a forward and a D tonight So we were playing with different combos um, We didn't have uh, We didn't have set groups going out there together all the time So that that played a little bit and then the penalty a lot of penalties when you get into penalty trouble even if you kill them it kind of it kind of uh, gets things out of, out of out of sorts out of sync and uh, So you're kind of scrambling just to get players players ice and players
3: playing comfortably.
0: And finally, I caught up with head coach Larry Wood, and I asked him what his expectations were going into this game against this particular competitor.
3: It was a tough uh, game for us. It was a great opportunity that we had against a team that we know we can compete against night in, night out, but um, uh, it's a process. And unfortunately, we uh, got a little lost in translation maybe, I'm not quite sure, but our guys just seemed a little lack of focus, but um, definitely it's a process that we're gonna have to work through, and um, I'm hoping that uh, our, we'll be much better on Tuesday, that's for sure. Everybody's on page, couple good meetings at the end of it. Um, again, we've, this is our third game, our third regular season game where a lot of teams are already at five and six, and uh, it's just hard to get a bit of a roll when you're playing one game a week. So got to give them a little bit of a break there. And, and they're just still coming together and still gelling a little bit. So, you know, you don't want to come down on them too hard, but that's we just can't allow that. we got to look after our own house and 46 shots. Is, if it wasn't for Maddie tonight,
0: we would have been in a lot of trouble. And finally, he had this to say about getting more people into the seats at our local Ray 20 Arena to support the Renegades.
3: Come out, please come out and give us your support. We're looking forward to it. Our mentorship program is starting now, so our players are going to start being at uh, all the practices for our, our rep program. Uh, from U15 all the way down to U8. So I'm hoping that we can start getting them to kind of like Today we had the U11s out, and it was fantastic. They were cheering us on, and it's a great vibe in here. We got a few people in this barn, and hopefully we can get that sort of driving forward. So, again, it's interacting with our community and interacting with our players, and I know it will be a positive thing for us, that's for sure.
0: There were a couple of young faces in the stands. If you were there, you saw them cheering on the Renegades, screaming at the top of their lungs at every goal, and Coach Larry caught up with them to do one last cheer right by the dressing room and to thank them for coming out.
3: One, two, three, game! All right, boys. Have a great weekend.
0: Well, as always, I like to sit down with a fellow commentator with way more insight into the game than I have, so I bring back this week Paul Gillard, Paul, as you know, has been a coach for many years, so he watched some of the tape after the fact and brought his impressions to this conversation that we had. Let's welcome Paul for this week's segment of Kitchen Commentary. Hey, Paul, welcome back to the show. It's good to see you. Likewise, what do you think of you. that game on with Stovall? Wow, uh,
4: yeah, that was a that was a bizarre game. I, uh, you know, again, I watched the tape of a bit of it yesterday, and uh, it was it was a bizarre game, and uh, I think. First of all, I, I guess if we take the the positives out, uh, Maddie had an unbelievable game. Three saves, like uh, two in the first period, that were just. Mm Instagram-worthy, and a great one I think was in the third as well. Uh, Damian Clyde scored a beautiful goal, a lot uh, very Austin uh, Mm Matthews-like coming off the dot there and uh, in the other end from where we're standing, so I'd take those as the positives. Uh, Again, two power play goals, Uh, I didn't realize that until uh, until yesterday, so uh, capitalizing on the power plays, we talked about that before. But it was one of those games where if we look at kind of the negative of it is that the um there wasn't a lot of flow mm-hmm. and there was uh I, I think in those games i'm sure if you ask sheldon or any any nhl coach they would go i have no idea how to turn it around when the flow is not going your way that's right but i think the key is is to keep it simple right and mm-hmm. a lot of times what people will do is start you know gripping the stick a little tighter and start trying a little harder and trying mm-hmm. to get a little more fancier instead of you know t- trying to make it simple yeah i think too like when we got a penalty i think it was on the first shift i think it was spencer his his neck guard fell off yes touched the puck unusual very unusual we're all like, we're like what, the, what the hell is happening there so when that happens early on in the game, it kind of takes the flow out of it. And I thought we fought it for, for the rest of the game. And, uh, you know,
0: I asked the boys because the, obviously the thing that was obvious to me was the passing just wasn't smooth. The, the passes mm-hmm. were going right past each other. Yeah. They were uh, spun around in circles a couple of times, which is not like them, right? If that's not their, that's not who they are. And so I asked, uh, even Cole, I asked him, I said, what's going on there? And he said, you know, they, we were shorthanded. So, and the shifts kept changing. And one, somebody mentioned, I forget who it was, that it's hard to gel. You and I talked about gelling last time. It's hard to gel when everything is mayhem around you. And when things are not in ideal conditions, you're not at your best. Everything that you've been trained on, you probably are going to forget in the moment. But the point is, of course, they have to get good at, you know, being good in in imperfect conditions. Yeah. how do we train that up? Mm. I mean, these guys are senior senior players. They've been at it for probably 10 years, if you look at our kids. What do you think needs to happen or what should happen, in your opinion, to help them get better at that moment by moment? Okay, these aren't ideal conditions. We're down a couple of players. We have some injuries or some suspensions, but we still have to play at our best. Yeah, I think it's one
4: of those things you build up as the year goes on. Um, the, You know, when you have two... Age groups playing together. Half them, half them have never played uh, played with the other guys, and and, and the other uh, the other guys have played all their all or, all or most of their minor hockey together. So it's tough, right? And and I guess it's a lot like business or in life, right? You need you need to have these um, situations where they have the ability to gain trust. I think in, in life and in business, when when you get a relationship and it starts gelling, it's based on um on trust it's a trust so the players get uh trusting the coaches and, and then they start trusting one another mm-hmm. i think that comes by just playing more uh, having more practices and more games what are we in i think we're what played five six games already this yep. year yep uh three league games so it uh it, it's it's just about playing more together and i think it's a lot, a lot like uh, you know we're when you're when chaos is raining you fall back on 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 your training right mm-hmm. and that training is Based on a lot of times, I think trust of, of the other players. So right. I think you're only going to gain that by having more practices and more games. And and I think it's one of those things. If uh, imagine Larry just wants to keep ramping it up as the year goes on, and I fully suspect it uh, and feel that they'll they'll uh, they'll do that. Mm-hmm. Also, think it's important. I'd love to uh, would have loved to have seen an earlier away tournament where the boys could gel a bit more and you mm-hmm. know meet each other more socialization as well as the parents. Yeah. So I think uh, yeah I think that's important. And uh, I think they should uh, go out and have a bite to eat together.
0: That's a good point. We talked about that with Matt Fisher last week. He said the same thing, that usually two tournaments early in the year can really help – uh, get the families together, right? Get the yeah. families talking to each other and supporting each other and saying, you know, until I know your kid's name is Cole, it's hard for me to walk up and say, uh, somebody, I think your kid did a great job. <laughs> we don't yeah. know him yet. Yeah. So it, 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 there's some bonding that has to happen there too. When you have a game that's 50 shots to 27 or 28, yeah. it was in, at one point in the game, it was like 6X shots they had against us. But at the lowest, it was around double yeah so twice the shots still walk away with the tie what are some of the good things that, that made that happen and what are some of the things that you know made it we, we we could have won that game a lot of the boys felt we could have won it so pluses and minuses around the score you mentioned the goaltending already yeah. yeah but what did you see on the defensive side and um you know on the offensive side we've already mentioned the passing but what else do we need to do to get more opportunities
4: yeah. Number one, I think, you know, we talked about it last time was I always look for the D to make that first pass to the winger or to the, uh, to the centerman. And we didn't do a good job on that. And again, it was those pucks jumping over sticks and just not, uh, th- th- there wasn't a good flow back and forth. So a lot of times what what will happen is they'll start trying harder when and kind of just falling back and just say, I know I can do this. I know I have the talent. I know I, I can I can make that pass and, and just do it. So that's number one. Number two, I just think, again, same thing with the forwards getting their end. There was a lot, you know, a few shots over the net, some missed passes, some missed opportunities. But I, 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 the positive I take out of that game is we had, uh, we got outshot more than double. Mm-hmm. It was a 2-2 tie. Mm-hmm. And if I was the coach of Stouffville, I'd be saying to them, listen, be wary of this team. They did not play good. We outshot them by double and it was a tie score. And actually, they tied us to, to so we were leading in the third period, they tied us. So um, while is a good team, I, I I would be worried if I were them because uh, even though we didn't play well, and I think, I think it was probably the, one of the weaker games of the year, uh, they they tied us. We didn't tie them.
0: Where do you think I'm going to throw in an extra question here, but you brought up an important point. There were some penalties and yeah. we've been trying to improve on penalties, yeah. just not getting those dumb calls. Yeah. And I think that requires emotional control and discipline on, par, on the part of the players. And w- usually when that, when that lack of control starts to flow, it's because they're frustrated. Correct. Right. It's because they know they can win this game. They know that they're as good or better than the opposing team. And, what did you see happen or what was your take on why we just could not keep those penalties down?
4: It was interesting. I was looking uh, this morning and uh, we only had five penalties that game. I thought we had a lot more. Mm It felt like more. It felt like exactly. And Stouffville had eight. So 60% more than us. So I was like, geez, I I thought we had a lot more penalties, but when I went through them, we had an unsportsmanlike. I I think we had two unsportsmanlike. And those are the penalties that drive the coaching staff nuts, right? Because, because avoidable. those yeah, they're avoidable, right? Mm-hmm. You, you can only control what you control. You can't control what, what the refs do in a game. However, um, you've got to be able to control your emotions like you touched on. Yeah. And I think it's tough as a 16 or 17 or 18 year old young man yeah, yeah. to control the motions, but that's just something that the coaching staff's got to drill in and, 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 real, and they've got to realize that there's going to be, you know, consequences for that. And, mm-hmm. and Larry and and, and and the rest of the staff will determine what those are. That's right. But no. but, but yeah, you're right. It's, it's the undisciplined ones that, uh, that, uh, that really hurt us.
0: Yeah. And when we, it's funny because when they start, you think, uh-oh, we're just going to get, I mean, they're going to be all over us. So we're going to keep getting call after call after call. And yet we had a couple of... <clears throat> We had a couple of uh, points, you know, a couple of things that ended up in net, and there was a, you know, an interference there. Fair enough, but w- sometimes you don't get those calls, so we got lucky. I think that the refs were at least reasonably balanced.
4: Yeah, it was. Uh, I wasn't, let's say, a fan of the the refereeing for the game, but I think they called them pretty equal on on both sides. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know. It, it, the one thing I really like about this team, uh, and they they seem to struggle in the first, and then they start getting better, 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 better. And to me, that's a sign of a really good team because what you can't some of these teams they'll they'll play well, and then you know the second period comes, and then they start faltering. and then it's kind of that downhill slide, right? Right? And I thought, even though they, they, they scored one late in the game that got called back, I thought we got better as the game went along.
0: Mm, we did. The third, I, I saw a huge improvement, actually. Yeah. It's a good yeah. point. Let's talk about the Stouffville team for a second. The coaches, the kids are all dying to see these guys again because they want a second crack at them. Uh, yeah, because absolutely. they know that they're better than that matchup. What did you think of the team? I thought they were. I, there was a couple of them, uh, 52 and 58, were solid, aggressive. I'm not sure if they were both deep. But uh, they had a couple of kids that were, I mean, they were ready to play. They played physical, yeah, and they they looked like they wanted it. What did you think? Yeah, a lot better team than last year. True. Yeah, a lot
4: better team. Uh, hard in the forecheck. Uh, they didn't give it a, a lot of time. They were very aggressive, even on the on the uh, on the penalty kill. Remember one time down where I was standing, they uh, chase. Uh, we were on a power play and chased one of the defensemen behind the net, which is doesn't happen too often. Mm-hmm. So it goes to show that the coaching staff for Soville hasn't played an aggressive type game, and it obviously bodes well for them. Uh, on that, they've got a really, they've got a really good record. So uh, physical, not as big as last year, not as uh, they're a lot stronger than last year, and uh, I really like the speed coming, coming, uh, coming out of them. I agree. They're, they're, they're a good team
0: yeah they are but i'm looking forward to meeting them on their home turf as well <laughs> absolutely so here's the last question they, they did you notice a couple extra there were some kids running around we had a couple of visitors we had some uh, some people that yeah. weren't just parents in the in the house and it made a bit of a difference there was some chanting and some cheering and stuff going on for the boys and and do you think that will continue to grow and do you think it'll help give the boys a bit of an edge yeah i do i think you know the
4: the kids the boys are used to playing in front of their parents so when when you have additional people there whether it's grandparents kids from other teams you know uh other kids they go to school with yeah it gives them that extra motivation so yeah. uh, as long as that keeps continuing i think you're going to see their motivation level uh increasing and i think it's great it was i i like i thought it was fabulous seeing those kids out there i think they're u11 i think cole was saying and uh I think it's a great idea. And, yeah. and you know what, with, with, with the kids watching that, it, it gets them saying, I want to do that. Right. So I, I think it'd be a great opportunity for them to see the dressing room and talk to, I know they talked to a few of the players after the game. I don't know if they want mm-hmm. the dress room, but you want those kids to say, Hey, I want to play for the, for the, for the you know, running yeah. 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 So I think it's fabulous.
0: Me too. I thought the first of all, coach Larry and, and all the kids you could tell, that they were enjoying having the little ones around cuz the kids looked up at our boys with stars in their eyes. And I think that's part of the, the the professional experience that the team is trying to bring this year, making them feel like they're little hockey stars, you know what yeah. I mean? And I think that's good for that's good for business and it's good for the esprit de corps in the in the change room and and helping the boys come together and get excited. And want to play their best? who wants to lose in front of an even bigger crowd? So
4: yeah, absolutely.
0: I don't know why the Leafs don't feel the same way, but that's a topic for <laughs> another episode. <laughs> that is another topic. Paul, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's great to see you. Thanks a lot Chris. I appreciate it. Well that pretty much wraps it up for this week. Thank you so much for listening and for supporting the new market renegades. We sure appreciate you checking out the show and we appreciate even more you guys being there for the games on Friday night here in town. Now if you're a true fan, you're going to want to travel with us so on Tuesday at 9 p.m. at the new Tecumseh Rec Centre, home of Ontario's Best Fries, apparently. I can't promise they'll be cooking them at 9 p.m., but why not come out for a change of scenery, enjoy a fall drive, and catch some great hockey? As always, we'll have some new features to show you next week, so make sure that you subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss an episode. And don't forget, if you'd like to tell your story for your team, your brand, or your company, podcasts are a great way to reach an audience and if you like what you hear and you'd like some help doing it for yourself why not reach out to contact at fusechamber.com but in the meantime don't forget to celebrate these last few years of our children's minor hockey in this town make sure you go to renegadesrinkside.ca to see our local schedule and of course to catch the podcast remember the best hockey happens right here don't go anywhere because i'll be looking for you in the next episode